Hello, and thank you for listening to The Audio Project with Dina Tierney. Today I have a, a friendly face in my studio, and he is from the Salesforce Denver office, and we talk about retail. Hope you enjoy. All right, it's time for another episode of The Audio Project with Dina Tierney, and I'm very happy because I have a surprise guest from Denver, um, one of my favorite places, by the way, um, Omid Egbal. Thank you so much for hanging out in the office, um, and you are with Salesforce, and I want our audience to hear a little bit about you. So, Omid, can you share a little bit about what you're up to, and uh, yeah, give us the 411. Yeah, great. I appreciate the warm welcome and hospitality, Dina. It's it's great to be here in Hawaii. I love it here, and um, it's awesome meeting you today. And- getting to getting to do this. This is really cool stuff. Um, just a little bit of background about me. My name's Omid, as you mentioned. Um, I currently am with Salesforce, been there for about a year, graduated college from CU Boulder four years ago, been in Denver ever since. Um, I was in software sales for most of my tenure after college, um, but made the crossover to Salesforce again uh, May of 2021, so the last year. Um, and currently I serve as the team lead for the enterprise CRM uh, retail uh, team and also the hub leader for the Denver BDRs, um, which there are about 10 to 11 BDR teams in Denver. So I'm talking about the BDR vision and the motion and trying to bring people together safely. Um, and then hopefully in, in a couple months here, we'll be looking at a full cycle account executive role. So that's a little bit about my background there. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, Denver hub managers, our leader sounds really cool. Um, how do you get creative on bringing people together in this environment now? Is everybody excited? Like, what's it? What's it been like? You know, we, it's it's funny that you ask because we're trying to make people have FOMO, so the people that don't <laughs> yeah. come in, um, we're trying to like show them that we're having a really good time and we're all vibing and and we're creating that kind of ohana and we're bringing aboard Slack and MuleSoft. And to your question, I think that's that's the number one thing is not making those divisions of the business feel siloed. They are part of Salesforce. They all they are a part of our ohana. And in order to drive a culture we need them involved and we would love them for them to be a part of that because we're having the time of our lives and we want everyone to be welcome and cool. have open doors and with you know relaxed covid policies i think that there's no better time to currently roll out some of the things we're doing like career panels networking events happy hours stuff like that so um the secret sauce has many layers but yeah. it's 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 definitely getting traction and i'm so excited to see what we can do here very cool. I think everyone should have strate- part of their strategic vision, FOMO approach yeah. <laughs> to bring people together. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the work that you do on the sales side, you know, specifically in the retail industry. I'd love to hear how um, Salesforce is used in the retail space. By the way, we have a lot of retail companies in Hawaii, some very small, mm. um, some larger, as you would imagine. But um, just for our audience, I'm sure they'd love to hear more about how Salesforce is used in the retail industry. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, Personally, I am on the enterprise uh, side of the house, so a lot of the customers I handle are larger restaurants, retailers, some we're very familiar with, um, some not as familiar, but basically the way we get involved is we're fortifying their expansion through like analytics, sales, service, connecting that fortification through MuleSoft, allowing them to build their digital HQ through Slack. You know, we're nice. earning our seat at, at the table as Salesforce by kind of asking them questions of how they're supporting these visions, and because we're in the enterprise space, it, it sometimes takes a lot of few exercise meetings mm-hmm. or vision mm-hmm. meetings before we can get to a buying process first. So building our point of view and understanding the people's roles and how we can help and what the challenges they're facing are is really kind of the, the gravy on the potatoes for us and yeah. um, helping us solve those 
business challenges, you know, help you help them help us kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. No, the, it's a good point about the enterprise. And I think if anything, some of the smaller businesses probably could, you know, adapt and move very quickly. And the enterprise level, definitely a lot of things that you got to kind of work through and strategize and loop everyone in together. So mm-hmm. that's cool. That's cool. So um, speaking of that, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've seen Salesforce solve uh, for retailers? Yeah, I would say um, right now, especially post-pandemic, selling online is a non-negotiable for every retailer out there. Um, it's a $30 trillion industry almost, and, and retail sales grew, grew by 10%, 10% of $30 trillion, That's $3 trillion that, that we saw growth in online sales alone. So I would say number one is kind of moving to that buying experience where buyers can go and check out online and expect, you know, not a long lead time on their delivery for their products. And um, while there is a rapid bounce back to the to the in-person experience, the the retailer needs to have more channels and, and like kind of an omni-channel approach mm-hmm. of which way the customer can guide through their buying experience. That's number one. Number two is like making that buying experience as seamless as possible. How many clicks before I can add this in my cart? Mm-hmm. How many clicks or, or typing or keystrokes do I need to do to have this information saved? Does my loyalty program match up with it? Um, as we all know, it's it costs way more, not only from a resource perspective, but from a time perspective as well to acquire new customers than it is to retain mm-hmm. um, the ones that are already on our book of business. So it does, it does that seamless buyer experience stand out? Is it helping you retain customers? Are they coming back to your store and browsing other items because of that experience they had? Um, and that goes into kind of a third one, is attracting that customer loyalty? And I would say, honestly, 3A is like keeping up with those changed kind of interpretations of what it means to buy something. It's no longer we have to go in the store anymore. Mm-hmm. Now we should be able to just type it in or have a bookmark on our tabs, be able to type in a few things about our information, have our shipping information saved, and have that delivered to our doorstep in as little time as possible. Um, and with that, I would say that number four slash 4A would be contactless, seamless paying, checkout, um, and eliminating kind of the cart turnover um, side of the house that, that a lot of businesses are challenging. Um, and then I do have one that I personally want to add into that is being mindful about our carbon footprint and holding mm-hmm. our suppliers to that same standard, carbon accounting, um, tracking nets, one, two, and three emissions. And again, like I said, keeping our suppliers um, in the loop on that and you know, creating a win-win scenario for us as Salesforce, our customers, and their suppliers and their buyers as well um, so that we can preserve our, our resources for future generations. That's that makes sense. That's yeah. cool. Does service come into play too? You know, from a customer service standpoint, are retailers really focused on how they provide more omni-channel experiences, not just on the service side after they've sold a product, or maybe mm-hmm. leading up to that? I'm curious yeah. on the service side. Yeah, for for the service side, I would say a lot of customers are are because of this online buying experience that I'm talking about, that transformation is changing the business model as a whole. So call centers are transforming as well with that. So I think one of the things Service Cloud does best is increase CSAT scores and scale those customer service departments by allowing that seamless all-in-one integration with their CRM, with their analytics platform, with Slack, their their internal um vocalization and, and, and communication platforms, stuff like that, um, I would see, I would say is where I've seen a lot of my customers have seen success with Service Cloud. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Okay, cool. What are your thoughts on, you know, where you see the industry going maybe in the next several years? And I think specifically when I think about whether it's some new tech or some innovation area, how do you see that playing a role in retail? Mm. Um, well, I don't know. Curious on your thoughts. Yeah. 
Um, it's crazy what, what the the transformation that's going on right now. And I might be a little biased because I am a millennial, but <laughs> we call it the in- Internet of Things and Industry 4.0 revolution, where literally this is as impactful as the Industrial Revolution, where AI and machine learning, like robots are helping consolidate costs of the business, suffice labor shortages, improve speed efficiency. I mean, there's a supply chain dilemma Mm -hmm. out there globally, not just in the United States right now. And being able to track all that information through data and analytics and being able to present that information seamlessly to stakeholders without pointing out each and everything. This is where this makes an impact. This is where that makes an impact. Having those machines and that um, those machine learning and AI capabilities is going to allow businesses to leverage this industrial revolution and hopefully um, accelerate their growth. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah it's crazy right now, um, thinking about the supply chain and all the other bits that are in that process. Yeah. And um, yeah, how much they're affected. But that's a good point, um, mm. how the tech can play a role. Yeah. And a lot of our customers are talking about, you know, they may not say this phrase, but doing more with less. That's certainly mm. been the theme. And so I think where technology can come in and really make a difference is in those areas you just mentioned. Um, what about consumer? So when you think about the, the end user, the consumer, um, the buyer, what trends are you sort of fascinated by at the moment, especially kind of coming on the heels of everything that we've been through over the last two years? Yeah, that's a great question. One that really sticks out to me is how health conscious. So I handle a lot of restaurants at Salesforce, how health conscious the community has gotten. Um, it is it, it, it is affected by the, the age group that's currently buying houses and, ma- and starting families and stuff like that. But in general, I would say the total population, even the ones that were born behind millennials are becoming more health conscious of everything. So having sustainable menu options, um, vegans, vegetarian, um, even like food and meat that has less of a carbon footprint to transport from point A to point B to the restaurant to be cooked and stuff like that. Um, I would say with the majority of the grocery stores and restaurants, that's the number one trend they're facing right now. Um, and then going back to the online experience, like for, for me, I'm a millennial. I like being able to self-serve myself. So like when I pay my rent and things of that nature, I like being able to just like go on a portal and be able to do it myself and everything like that without having to go into the store and interact with anyone or anything like that. Um, I think the statistic is that 75% of people prefer to solve their own challenges. And I think that that's going to accelerate uh, as a whole. So those are two trends that I see very, very prominent prominent right now and can, will continue to rise and accelerate as the whole industry undergoes this transformation. Yeah. So so brands and, and retailers and restaurants should be aware that their audience might be a little more health conscious. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't think about that, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Do you think the health conscious stuff is a generational thing or is it because of what we've been through where they're now rethink, you know, just thinking about things mm. more so and thinking about life and health more than they did before? Mm. Or is it generational? I think I think that in it's a great question and it's a little bit of both there's twofold to this so i think that the media is actually doing a great job of shining shedding light on on how how short we have time left on this planet before it becomes not sustainable anymore and so you have movies on netflix short series coming out that help people um you know like implement the vision that may have not already seen it before and then i think in general yes the the, the age the age movement of millennials eating healthier and stuff like that like being originally from New York, New Jersey metro area and then moving out to Denver, Colorado 10 years ago um, really opened my mind to a whole new array of food options that weren't really greasy and uh, acidic and all this stuff that didn't make me too feel too great. Um, so just having that you know, it could be geographic. It the could be demographic. Zones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, that's that's amazing. Like, I think that if you can combine, like, 
sustainable, healthy food with delicious food and build the best of two worlds there. That's a competitive advantage for, for a restaurant as opposed mm-hmm. to a Joe Schmo that's, able, that's not able to do so. Super interesting. Yeah. Do you think that um, fitness is part of that too? And mental health and things like that? I would say so, yeah. yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, we're seeing a lot of these gyms actually take a look at technology and how the consumer expectations for them are changing. You know, it's not just like when are they checking into the gym and what time is the gym busiest and stuff, but like what are they eating? What are the lifestyle choices they're making? Um, how are they taking care of themselves and, and ensuring the same thing for their families and stuff like that? I think that's all taken into account when we talk about things like analytics and, and tracking those, you know, expectations of, across the board there. Yeah. yeah, and that's good information for um, businesses to get out to their consumers and really make them aware of what they're doing that makes an impact so very cool um any thoughts on sort of physical stores and the digital shopping experience there's a lot of talk about digital and how these two things can work together and maybe um improve or optimize the bottom line for a retailer like between these two i actually heard about in new york where they actually have just purely these digital kinds of buying things and no physical and i think there was kind of some some interesting noise around that but i'm curious how do how do you see these two kind of working together to optimize the bottom line for retailers? Another great question. Um, to be honest, I don't, I, I don't really have a great answer for you there. Yeah. Like in 2022, we're going to see e-commerce sales increase to $5 trillion, I want to say, in retail. Um, that is 20% of overall retail sales worldwide. Like this year, year over year growth, actually, to your point, will decelerate. While it, that industry will continue to grow in the e-commerce space, that growth will decelerate um, year over year because of the rapid bounce back to returning to stores and stuff. And um, if, if I'm going to be fully transparent, I don't drive in Denver. Um, so I'm like just like taking a guess on a lot of things that I want to yeah. buy and stuff. Um, and I'd actually like prefer to like walk whatever mile or two to go to the store and, and go and try it on or, or, or take a look at what it looks like. And, you know, no knock to anybody, but sometimes like they don't really know what I truly want. Um, so you can't really beat that utility and that value of going into the store and knowing what you want because no one knows you better than yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So that I think is something that's that's never going to change regardless of of what, what transforms in the business world. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I, I mean, I feel like in, when I think about retail, um, I think like exactly like what you said, I think tech is huge. It's absolutely massive. I think in this day and age, I think brand with that tech, building brand um, is massive. Like mm. how are you gonna build that brand mm. and leverage technology, AKA marketing cloud or whatnot to mm. really get your brand out there. Um, but I think it's interesting, the whole like blurring, blending of lines between the physical stores. And I, it's been really interesting to watch like how different organizations have have figured out or trying, I guess you could say, to figure out how the two work together. Um, I know years ago before the pandemic, I was um, a member of a wine club, actually Gary Vee's wine club, mm. and he would send it. And then he also had with it a YouTube video of him tasting along with you. So it was like this blending of, okay, I've got this digital experience and now I'm like, it's physically here. And I yeah. have this connection. Um, I also read about like um, a clothing store. I think it was that like, once you bought this particular thing, once you arrived, it arrived at your place, you'd get like this, um, like a customized playlist or some mm. digital thing that kind of made you remember the product or mm. bond with a product on a digital level. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really interested to see how companies are going to kind of bring that to life. And, and then other things with like the unique product that's in store versus what's, you know, online and kind of trying to 
complement each other in terms of what the buying product selection is. So mm. it'll be cool. But I love retail. It's cool that you're in that space. And um, yeah, I think that would be awesome. So I would love to do a little mini get to know you. We're going to do some hot takes. Sounds good. Um, so we'll get started. Skiing or snowboarding? Uh, snowboarding. Nice. Okay. Pokeballs? Yes. <laughs> a fast yes. Yes, of course. Green chili. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually oh. invented in Denver. Yes, yeah, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, okay, that's my go-to thing when I'm in Denver. I got to try it. Out. <laughs> but I'll have to hit you up for the best. What's the best place? Oh, there's so many. I would say Los Chingones. I'll, I'll, next time you're in Denver, we'll okay. have to go. Nice, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I love I love green chili. Yeah. Influencers. Influencers. Oh wow, there's so many out there. Um, I would say Jay Z, um, Beyonce. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, three people that have like influenced me, like as far as music is concerned. Um, the Obamas. Um, wow, what a great question. Even my but, parents, I think, in general, yeah. just are. Are you asking me to name it? No, no, no. That was yes awesome. No? Okay, I was gonna yeah. say, do you feel like they're effective too? I was. It was kind of two sided. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Like even like when when Barack Obama left office, I think he continued to leave an impact on my life with his leadership style. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Dreamforce. Dreamforce, yes. Love to go someday. Never been, but hopefully next year. All right. Cool. Have you been? I have. How was it? It's it's great. Oh. It's really fun. It's definitely a cool gathering. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it's back on this year, so we'll see yep. how we go. Yeah. I love the incorporation into Hawaiian culture, too, that they have going for them as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. All right. Well, Amid, that's all I have. Thanks for hanging out with me in Honolulu. I'm going to definitely reach out to you in Denver. Yeah. To hang out. Please do that. Yeah, that'd be great. I know I know you have an office over there as well. So please come into our office and uh, come say hi. Will do. Thank you. Thank you. That was an awesome rapid fire podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it, particularly those in retail or restaurant businesses. I, I hope that you found some amazing nuggets of information in today's podcast. Please feel free to reach out to me on social. I'm at Dina White.